Welcome, everybody. This is Paul with the Discover Hit Podcast. We're going to have Jody tonight giving us a presentation on what it is. Let's go ahead and give Jody the mic. All right. Thanks, Paul. Yeah, like you said, we're going to talk about what it is. And we bring up it quite a bit in our podcast. That's the whole basis. And so tonight we're going to kind of go into detail of, you know, what it is, where does it come from, why does our it exist, and how our it affects us. It is all kept in our subconscious. And it's this fictitious character that uh, Paul created to kind of represent our internal thought, hence IT. And there's tons of stuff we do where we can actually recognize these things that our subconscious is doing. Uh, everyday things like from walking, driving, eating, um, a lot of our different motor skills that we learned when we were little, um, the way we write, uh, diff- just breathing and walking naturally is done by our subconscious, and things like that. Those are things that we'll recognize. Uh, sometimes we'll even recognize some of our self-talk. I'll go into that. But the bigger part is these thoughts that we actually don't recognize. Uh, these play a big part in kind of the way we are. These internal thoughts create what uh, people kind of say as a personality. And the way we talk about it is, you know, who we think we are. And we did a podcast a while back that uh, talked about you're not who you think you are. And that's kind of where this it plays in. You can start to see a lot of these internal thoughts uh, when you become more aware and you start to actually look at yourself kind of as an observer, you know, like the outside looking in uh, without that, I guess, biased thought going through your head. And once you start to look at your different behaviors and your different habits and the way you react, those are when you can actually start to take note of these things. And, and that's kind of your, your it in action is how it plays out. So where does it come from? Uh, so really, all of our senses are continuously taking in information. Um, as we go through different experiences in life, uh, we kind of build this internal thought, this it. And the most influential part of life is when we're really little, even when we're growing in the womb. We have no other experiences. So everything we absorb, we're just going to be taking in um, because we don't really have anything to compare it to. Um, so our mind's learning and accepting everything, all of the senses that come in. And when we're in the womb, uh, a lot of these can be experienced through like the mother's blood. Uh, you're connected right by the umbilical cord. And so any of the chemicals that flow through the mother is going to also flow through the baby. And the brain's going to recognize these chemicals and it's going to kind of store these as like different feelings or different responses and things like this. So as we, as we develop ears in the womb, then we can start to hear noises. Uh, so we'll be able to recognize our, our mother's voice, um, our parents' voice. Um, so when we're born, we already have these types of things uh, kind of built in. As we grow, we're going to start to emulate all these people around us, look at their different behaviors, uh, the way they talk, uh, the way they um, act, things like that. And that's why everybody tends to have uh, different accents from, like, where they grew up, um, all the people around them, and everything from, like, facial expressions. Um, I've noticed that when I'm just kind of sitting there, uh, my normal face, facial expression is 
very similar to the way my dad's facial expression was. So it's going to be recording everything that we're exposed to. We call this our past program conditioning. Um, it's building up all these senses and all these things, and it's starting to condition us to who we think we are. This makes it really hard for us to tend to accept new information or create new behaviors. We're going to talk about some different ways to kind of overcome that. If you think about all the negative things that are internal thought, that are it plays, you might say like, well, why does this it even exist? The first seven years of our life is going to be the most crucial, and that's when our brain's designed to, like I said, accept everything. And this is kind of like a survival technique. We need to learn as much as we can from our parents in order to just be able to grow. So it's, your brain's designed to absorb all this information, and it's going to recognize different patterns, and it's just going to repeat them over and over to allow you to survive. And so this is a good thing as long as it's good information coming in. But we also emulate, we also start to replay and repeat the negative information coming in, you know, like garbage in, garbage out. So this affects us in a bunch of different ways. Some of this stuff might be hard to accept. A lot of times if you've ever been accused, be like, hey, you're acting just like your, your father, you're just like your mother. You kind of throw up this, like, I guess, red flag where you're like, I don't want to be like them type of thing. Remember that all of this stuff is recorded in our subconscious. So it's not necessarily always being made aware of us in our conscious state. So anytime we're in a similar situation, um, our, it's going to recognize that situation and kind of trigger that same response. It just senses that or it looks at different things and it says, hey, I know what to do. I recognize this pattern from before, so I'm going to go ahead and do what I've been trained or what I've been recorded to do. Um, and that could be anything good. It could be anything bad. Um, like one of the things that's good for me is kind of, I was always taught and told, you know, you can do anything you put your mind to. So whenever I'm exposed to like challenges or, or problems, instead of kind of throwing up my hands and giving up, I'm always kind of looking for like, well, there's got to be a solution. There's got to be some way out. So I never really liked that word can't. So that's a good example. And then there's a whole bunch of different bad examples also. So suddenly our it is going to, it doesn't like to be controlled. So whenever we come into conflict with our it, it wants us to be in that comfort zone. So anytime there's something, we, we talked about some of those uh, challenges that it, right? Uh, what was the podcast last week? Where there's different roadblocks to it. That's what it was. Uh, roadblocks to it where it's just going to be like, nope, this is not what I'm used to. This goes outside my normal habit. Um, this makes me feel outside my comfort, comfort zone. Um, so it's going to do different things to kind of guide us back to the way it is. Um, so as adults, this internal thought, this it, can be hard to change. Um, it's going to want to continue to do that program. So when we're trying to reprogram it, um, whether it's good or bad, it's going to have all those different conflicts. This means we have to be really careful uh, what we expose ourselves to um, for blocking out any kind of bad stuff, such as like TV, radio, um, news. A lot of people get wrapped up in the news or different people, people we hang around. Um, they, they say when you want to change new habits, 
you got to change your people, places, and things. There's movies out there, the type of music we listen to, uh, social media, uh, books, advertisements, commercials. All these things are, are flooding all this information, and it's slowly reprogramming or programming our it, and it's, it's going to lead us and drive us towards those types of things. In the same way is if we start to expose ourselves to positive things, those are going to be beneficial, and those will help reprogram and change our it into something that's good. Even by continuing to do certain habits, that's going to also reinforce um, that behavior. This also includes self-talk. Um, a lot of times people have these sayings in their head. Um, you've probably heard people say this or heard yourself think this before, where um, for a while I used to always say, like, oh, I hate my job or I hate my life. Um, all these, I guess you'd call them negative affirmations where you're maybe you say like, well, I'm lazy, or I'm tired, or I just can't focus. That's another one I used to always say, it's like, oh, I just can't focus. Or thinking you're out of shape. Um, I know a lot of people that are like, oh, I'm fat. Be like, well, if you keep saying you're fat, you're continuing to program your mind into thinking that way. So it's going to continue to affirm that that's who you think you are. And it's going to be a lot harder for your body to want to respond physically um, just in different ways, just in metabolism and things like that, to kind of change out of that negative self-talk. So, like I said, all these affirmations, they could be good or they could be bad, and they're always going to reinforce or change our it. The more, most important thing to remember is once we're that observer, once we're looking in and starting to recognize these different habits and recognize this internal thought, recognizing these subconscious programs and habits that we're doing, then we have a choice to be able to change them. Once we recognize it, we no longer have that excuse where, um, well, that's just the way I am. Now we know that it exists, and now we know that that's not just the way we are, so we have to make a conscious choice. So if we want to continue down that path, we know that it's just our subconscious doing it. So if we want to change, it's our choice. And that is what it is. Thanks, Paul. I loved what you said there, uh, Jody, about um, the positive affirmations as well as the negative. I was listening to something the other day, and you just brought it up again, where someone said, I can never remember names. You know, I meet somebody and I can't remember their name. And that that is just yourself reinforcing. You've now programmed yourself to not remember names. Um, and that you can do a very simple switch, you know, and, um, and say, you know, I'm amazing at, repeating, remembering somebody's name or repeating somebody's name. And also it helps to repeat that person's name when you meet them to kind of anchor it in on yourself. But um, I've been trying to do a lot more positive self-talk because God knows I've done enough negative my whole life, you know, and I'm trying to reprogram myself to all the good things um, of which remembering names was one of them. So what was your name? <laughs> no. Uh, but, yeah, so I really like that point that you made. 
Thanks, Debbie. Yep, absolutely. Welcome. Welcome. All right, Paul, what, what do you got? Yeah, well, lots of times when we uh, have it as our worst enemy, it's hard to recognize the different things about how it tries to self-sabotage us. And just like uh, Debbie, Debbie, when she first came about eight or nine months ago, she, uh, tell us about that again, Debbie, about that uh, two-letter word that kept you from you discovering your, you know, your journey of self-discovery. Well, I had known Paul for several years, and he always wanted to talk about my it. Well, I always thought that he meant my id, I-D, not I-T. And, um, and, and that your id is the child inside you. And I, I never wanted to talk about the child inside me. You know, it just seemed ridiculous. And so I avoided, you know, doing this work until finally one day we were talking about it and realized that I had confused those two words so I put a different meaning on it than was meant to be. You know, once once I knew exactly what we were talking about, you know, I, I'm in a growth area of my life now where um, things are changing right and left, you know, because I am doing the work and I am, you know, reprogramming my, my mind and my, and my self-talk, and it's made an incredible difference in my life. Very good. Well, thank you for sharing that, Debbie. Emily, what has it done to prevent you from becoming your best possible self in the past? Uh, it has self. I've been self-sabotaging myself. I've been. I mean, as soon as I started my journey here a couple months ago, I was doing good, and then. Here's an example, like going to work out, you know. I was, I was gun-ho there for about a month, and all of a sudden, here it is. Oh, it's too cold outside. It's raining outside. Um, I don't feel good. It's too late. Coming up with all kinds of excuses for reasons not to go, you know, I've got something to do or, you know, something else more important. So that's... Just one thing, there's been many, whatever, but it's definitely, it gets in your way. And you don't even know it. You don't even know it. You really think, you really think it's you thinking this when it's not you thinking it. You know? It's the other evil you. <laughs> it it has a way of trickery in trying to get get you back to your normal self all these years, doesn't it? Yeah, what you're, I guess, comfortable with, what you've been, you know, like I said before, it's the known. You know you know what you've been like the past 60 years. You're Not to say that you're comfortable, but that's what you know, to go and start new adventures right. and do new things and to change, you know, your way of thinking and doing stuff and people, places, and things. It's scary, so it doesn't want you to do that. That's absolutely like true. Nope. That's why you got to. That's why you got to use that three-step program, 
identify, confront, and become proactive, right? Yep, yep. I'm doing it tonight. I'm definitely doing it tonight. Telling myself <laughs> I am worth it. I'm not worth it. Congratulations. Really appreciate it. Your participation tonight. Well, if there's no more questions or anything, we'll go ahead and see everybody next Thursday night at 7.30. Number will be 515-604-9530. Access code is 655-145. And uh, you all be good, and we'll see you then now. Bye-bye.